You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A. C-L. And with that, welcome in to the ACL pod featuring the one and only Cap'n Wags. He is Wags. I am ACL. National championship game. College football just ended this past weekend, wrapping off an amazing bowl package. NFL divisional playoffs this weekend. NHL starts tonight as we are taping on Wednesday. College basketball in full swing. NBA. Awesome, awesome time. Wags, lots going on. Everything good, man? Yeah, everything's great. We got uh, NHL season, literally the puck dropping tonight as we tape on Wednesday, uh, just two hours away from uh, the puck drop. So really excited uh, for that ACL and obviously uh, an outstanding weekend we had in, in NFL and, and college with the national championship. So, yeah, things things are good and uh, can't wait to uh, get into NHL and, uh, and a little bit of the wild card uh, talk. The website, therealmracl.com, packages, podcasts, any questions you got, everything is up there. Free plays up there. Twitter, at TheRealMrACL, at Cap and Wags, of course, Instagram as well. Devontae Smith just caught another touchdown, Wags, breaking news. Uh, no, I mean, look, <laughs> national title game. I mean, uh, I was on the Alabama team total over. Everything to me just sort of stuck out that Alabama was going to score points here. I know you were on the full game under it. Quite frankly, I thought it was going to get there late. We we tried to kind of play it out like we did for the game versus Notre Dame. Alabama gets out to a big lead, and things kind of slowed down in the second half. That's exactly what happened. The problem is Alabama just kept on scoring in, in garbage time, unlike other games as well. But um, – one thing I wanted to ask you about, the the offensive MVP went to Devontae Smith. The man played a half of football. Normally, I would say this is insane that you're giving it to um, Devontae Smith when he played a half. And Mac Jones is out there thrown for 400 yards and five touchdown passes. But this is one thing I actually agreed with because he controlled the game. He made it so that they were up so much in the second half that Mac Jones could sort of just do whatever he wants. I agree with giving the the offensive MVP of the game to a man that played only a half of, of, uh, of football in the national title game here. Yeah, 100% agree with it. I mean, if you actually analyze when he went out after that, you know, it was basically like the first or second play of the second half of that Alabama had the ball. Alabama's offense started to kind of struggle. I wouldn't say struggle, but they, they were a little off kilter. Um, not having him and uh, everything was designed around him. They did those little motion plays where he would come into the backfield and then go out and then come back and go out and then hit him in the flat and um, his speed just dominated. And and I think we're going to see a lot more of that play um, across college football and maybe even into the NFL because um, we haven't really, at least I've never seen that before where you kind of have that motion, you identify that there's man-to-man coverage, and guess what? You got the fastest guy on the field, and you start going into motion, um, and then he, the, the defender starts trailing him, and you get you get um, the receiver out in the flat uh, a little bit ahead of that defender. Um, you're going to gain yardage, and uh, one move, and he's gone, and, and we saw that a lot. We're seeing a lot of hype now. I mean, basically, I don't say prior to this game, but you know, over the last month or so, it was pretty much set. Trevor Lawrence won, Penny Sewell two. 
and then maybe the Dolphins take Smith three. Now there's a lot of talk that Smith may jump and go to number two. Uh, to to the uh, to the New York Jets. That'd be a mistake in my opinion. In my opinion, you have to build from the O line out. So if I'm the Jets, I'm taking Sewell from Oregon. Let Smith drop to the Dolphins to three. Pair him up with two. Let's see how that kind of goes and all that. But um, man, what a performance by Devontae Smith! Twelve receptions, 215 yards, three touchdowns, and a half of football. I was really disappointed. Not only because I had Alabama, but um, or sorry, the Alabama you know team total over. I was disappointed to see him get come out of the game because I wanted him to go for 300, 400 yards. I mean, it was on pace. It was setting up to be a absolutely record-setting pace and performance here. They could not stop him. Uh, speed, whatever route running you want to call it, he's wide open basically on every single play. And when you have a quarterback, the skill of Mac Jones to put the ball where he can, man, it's going to be tough to stop this man in the NFL. Whether he goes to the Jets, the Dolphins, we shall see. But uh, offensive MVP of a title game and a half football, very, very impressive there. So Yeah, absolutely impressive. And, and just to kind of add on to what you're saying about Smith, I mean, he – like, obviously, his speed speaks for itself, and, and you can pound that all you want. But he made some really incredible catches on the sideline that, you know, kind of really showcased his hands as well. Um, so this guy is a top um, top guy, and I agree. As far as the Jets are concerned, I think the Jets really have two choices at number two. It's either one, uh, and I guess this would be the second um, option, in my opinion, would be to trade down and trade back. Uh, but 100%, I take Penne Sewell. Um, I think this guy is, you know, one of the best offensive linemen to uh, come out of the uh, out of college and possibly, you know, one of the top offensive linemen ever at this stage um, coming into the draft. And, you know, you have Sam Darnold. The guy actually showed that he can play, um, you know, even with a a terrible coach and a terrible offensive line. He made plays at the end of the year. The Jets actually were, you know, you know, unfortunately for them because they lost the first pick trending up but I think this is going to work out well for them you go after you go get Penny Sewell you get the best offensive lineman you give Darnold some time um, and then you build from there and I think the Jets are actually in a decent position there I have some shocking news here Wags the uh, futures came out to win the national championship for the, for next season Alabama's favorite shocked yeah I bet Clemson's either two or three huh Clemson plus 350 Alabama three to one Clemson plus three fifty, Ohio State four to one, Oklahoma eight to one. Total shock, right? Total shock. Total shock. Yeah, Oklahoma. That's uh, eight to one right now. They're um, going to be the sexy pick with um, with Spencer Rattler as the Heisman favorite at three to yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say Spencer Rattler. The guy uh, really impressed me towards, especially towards the end of the year. Like the beginning of the year, Oklahoma looked a little shaky, uh, but you know they were trending up. It was kind of a uh, you know uh, the opposite of what the Pittsburgh Steelers did this year. Um, starting off 11-0 and and, and then completely bombing. But we'll get into that. For those interested in such things, Spencer Rattler, 3-1. to one. Bryce Young, who will take over as Alabama quarterback. We saw him for a few snaps last on Monday night. 4-1. to one. DJ Agulier from Clemson, plus 650. And Sam Howell, 8-1. to one. Derek King wags your boy, 12-1. to one. Not bad. The Not bad. The- they, they, they open up against Alabama next year, so... Should be fun. Yeah, well, we'll see. They got to, yeah, fun. I mean, well, they cover the 28. That's the question. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If it's 27 and a half, you better lay it. No. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. I mean, look, Miami, man, they're they're so hit or miss. So you you never know. They got a lot of guys coming back. They got a transfer transfer from uh, Georgia, uh, stud five star defensive back uh, coming back home to Miami. So, That'll help them in the defensive backfield. But, again, we, we, we can talk about that a little bit more 
uh, over the next eight months until college football's back. Indeed, Miami fifty to one to win the national championship next year if you were so inclined. So, yeah, just an awesome, uh, you know, college football season bowl package winds up nineteen and four. So, just awesome. Got a lot of nice DMs from everybody uh, who's on the bowl package. So, awesome, awesome job, guys. Cannot wait for the season to really get going. Uh, you know, August, September. Hopefully, by then things are back to normal. Fingers crossed on everything there, and um, we can get back going for college football. Moving to the NFL, Mr. Wags, wild card weekend. Loved it. Super wild card weekend. I'm sorry. I think the NFL, based upon all the feedback that they're getting and everything that I'm seeing, that they're going to keep this format. I mean, three game triple header Saturday and Sunday. Uh, just adding one more team, adding one other game of football each day, adding more betting opportunities, adding more teams who are in the wild card hunt week 16 and 17, I think is a good thing. Uh, the only negative is I think it puts a little too much emphasis on the one seed because they're the only team with a buy and they get home field throughout. So it, it by adding that extra team, it certainly increases the desire and you know the want for these teams to get that, that number one seed. But aside from that, what a fantastic weekend of football. I mean, we have the three games on each day. You have the national title game on Monday. I absolutely loved it. Uh, what, you know, general thoughts on sort of what you saw, what you felt over a Super Bowl card weekend here. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, obviously, I'm sure the ratings were through the roof. I think COVID obviously helped that. Nobody's going out. You're going to sit on the couch. You're going to watch back-to-back-to-back, a triple header. Um, that was incredible. I, I think it definitely didn't disappoint, um, especially for us. You know, I went 4-1. and one. Only loss was a player prop. Uh, Naheem Hines, disappointing. He actually uh, was open quite a few times in the flat. Uh, Rivers just decided not to go to him. Um, but look. You know, I, I thought it was great, you know, really looking forward to uh, the divisional round now um, after this great wild card weekend. And I think, again, you know, definitely disappointed. I think the fans were happy. I think the listeners are happy. I think our followers are happy, those who get the package. So, um, yeah, let's keep doing it. Yeah, it was um, – yeah, I, I I had a sweep going until uh, the Pittsburgh game. I was on the Steelers there. But, you know, I had a 7-0 sweep week 17, and then I had a sweep going up until the last game there. So I wanted the, the back-to-back sweep, which would have been nice. The Steelers game w- was was weird to me. You know, you, we saw it in the Super Bowl when um, – you know, the ball was snapped over Peyton Manning's head versus Seattle on the very first play of the game. It's it's almost like, not to make excuses, I mean, Cleveland was clearly the, the right side. They put up 48 points here. But it, I, I just think if that hadn't happened, it sort of like threw Big Ben off, right? He, he felt like he was down. He threw picks, picks, picks first quarter. And boom, you're down 28 nothing all of a sudden. And then you can throw everything out the window. They made this great comeback second half. I still, and I told you this, I truly believe... If Mike Tomlin goes for that on fourth and one down, whatever it was, 13 points in the fourth quarter from midfield, they almost certainly get it, and they probably win the game. Yep. Momentum was on their side. He came in on his press conference post game and said, well, I wanted to keep momentum based upon field position. I mean, one of the most laughable quotes I've, I've ever heard, maybe if it's 1970s NFL, sure. Yep. In 2020, possession is more important than field position. These coaches don't get it. It drives me nuts. Absolutely. Look, you know what? I like Tomlin most of the time. He made a bad decision, absolutely, um, and I agree with you. Ha- had they gone for it, it would have totally changed the script, especially if they get it. Um, their m- momentum was on their side, and that would have just put a dagger kind of in the Browns in a sense. Not a dagger that they were done, but that game would have been completely different. Um, so I think you'd absolutely have to go for it there. Um, as for the Steelers, like you said, look, they came out flat. The turnovers absolutely killed them. Um, and on the flip side, the Browns, um, look, 
usually we see Cleveland come out flat. And, you know, first off, they made the playoffs, so kudos to them. But, you know, what were we going to expect from them in, in a first playoff game in a really long time? Baker With no Mayfield. coach. They didn't right, have a right. coach. No yeah. coach. You know, uh, they didn't have an offensive line coach. They didn't have their backup offensive line. I mean, they had on. guys introducing themselves to Baker yeah. in the locker room pregame saying, hello, my name is nice to meet you. Exactly. No, I mean, so really good game by the Browns. They said they practiced all week on, on, um, on the telecast, which. Yeah, on Zoom. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. What are they on Zoom? They said they practiced all week trying to tip up balls by Roethlisberger. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, that's smart. And then I'm like, wait a minute. They didn't practice at all. I don't, I don't know where they got this information. Sometimes I think these guys just kind of make things up on the fly. Um, but, that, I mean, that's absurd. Uh, they didn't practice all week because they didn't practice at all. Uh, but kudos for the Browns to come out, um, kind of show everybody, hey, this was not a fluke. We are back. We are real. We're a good football team. Uh, but guess what, Cleveland? You got Kansas City. Good luck. Yes, they do. An interesting game, and we'll touch upon you know the lines and all, but the Chiefs currently minus 10, Andy Reid off a bye. Just situationally, it's a good spot for Kansas City. Uh, the Browns obviously just won their Super Bowl, and now they have to go on the road. That said, you know, momentum is a, a real thing come playoff time. The Chiefs, as we've discussed, have not covered a football game in over two months. They've won these games. They haven't covered a football game in over two months, and now they're laying double digits against a team that's hot. They just put up 48 points, so a lot goes into that handicap there. Um as far as other other at least uh, I'll say other non-impressive teams in in a wild card weekend, I certainly would put Pittsburgh at the top. And this is going to sound strange because this team won the Tampa Bay Bucks. They won by eight against the Washington Football Team. They didn't cover uh, unless you got the number at some point. It, it, it was seven and a half for a couple of hours in, in the middle of the week, but for the vast majority of folks, Washington covered that game. Look, Alex Smith was announced out of this game. And Taylor Heineke went in, and these Washington receivers were running all over this Tampa Bay defense all day long. The Washington football team put up 375 yards with their third-string quarterback against a Bucks team that people are talking the Super Bowl. And, and defensively, this team has just gone down, down, down week after week here. So I get that they won by eight, uh, but they were in a position, especially in the third and fourth quarter, where they could have easily lost this football game if a couple of plays swing. So... We'll see what you know Tampa Bay can do against a, a defense very similar to Washington's in the New Orleans Saints. But, man, especially in the defensive backfield there and the secondary, and more specifically, the Tampa Bay Bucks. to me, there's a lot left to be desired there. Yeah, for sure. Look, Heineke played tremendous. Made himself some money. Yeah, good for him. I mean, I think he signed what? I think he had like a $900,000 contract this year. Um, look, people are going to go out and look at this guy and he's going to earn himself a contract um, as a backup in the NFL. So good for him. Yeah. Look, the Redskins all or the, the Washington football team all year. I preached that they were actually a very good team. They win the division. Um, and they showed that they can hang around and play with a third-string quarterback. Their defense is superb. Their front seven is very good, um, and they, they cause a lot of confusion. Um, you know, Heineke's ability to run really kind of, I think, took Tampa Bay a little bit off, uh, you know, threw them off a little bit. Um, Matchup-wise, I think Tampa's going to match up well. This is a divisional game, so um, you're going to see a, a hard fought battle between these two Brady versus breeze. Love it. Um, yeah, it's going to be that. That's going to be a really good game. I, I can't wait. Uh, the Washington football team wags went seven to nine. I played uh, three, 
preseason futures on a team that went seven and nine, and I think all three are going to cash. Right? I played over six wins, uh, which got there. I played Alex Smith to be the most, or sorry, the comeback player of the year, which is yep. almost certainly going to cash. And I yep. played Chase Young, defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's rare that you have a team that goes seven and nine, and you know all those all those three cash. And there was actually a point could still happen. I don't think it will. Ron Rivera for coach of the year. Right. Um, I mean, they, they could give it to him. Look, they could. I mean, they could win all four. It's crazy. Coming back, I mean, for comeback coach of the year, I mean, for sure, you know, what, for what he's gone through yep. and everything, I mean, um, to win that division, I, I mean, not that anybody <laughs> really wanted to win that division, it seems, but um, they played really well. Uh, they, have, they have a lot of good young talent there. So um, if they can change the culture, like they, it seems like they're starting to do, Washington um, could actually uh, be a team to uh, mess with in the NFC East. Yep. Uh, I, I think they probably re-signed Heineke, not as a starter, but they're going to say, hey, man, you know, you can sign a one-year, two-year contract, maybe be the backup, compete, quote-unquote, for the job, but they're certainly going to bring some guys in for next year, maybe draft some guys as well. So a lot going on there. Uh, we talked about some of the you know playoff props and all that last week, Wags. One that sort of caught my eye, and obviously gets updated after each week. DraftKings has awards. You can bet on who will be the Super Bowl MVP. So in other words, you're betting on who will be the MVP of the Super Bowl three weeks out, four weeks out, two weeks out, whatever. And, of course, it's going to be correlated to the teams that are toward the top. So right now, Patrick Mahomes to win the Super Bowl MVP is 3-1. to one. Aaron Rodgers, plus 525. Josh Allen, eight, plus 850. Generally, all the quarterbacks are toward the top. Baker Mayfield's 40-1. to 1. He's the lowest quarterback there. So always take a look, guys, at these secondary markets. If you like the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, um, as I flip over here to see what the Chiefs are currently at. Chiefs currently to win the Super Bowl, is, uh, they're plus 205, right? So if you say to yourself, okay, plus 205 to win the Super Bowl, but if you know, they win the Super Bowl. What are the chances that Patrick Mahomes win the wins win the MVP? Is it worth it for me to take the plus two hundred five, or is it worth it for me to take the plus three hundred? There, always take a look at these secondary markets. Jalen Ramsey, three hundred to one, the long shot on the board. Hey man, stranger things have happened. Obviously, the Rams have to get there; they have to win the game. Maybe as a couple picks, but uh, always take a look at those secondary markets, guys. Yep, no, good point. I mean, look, uh, receiver won a Heisman this year. Why can't a defensive right. uh, back win um, MVP? So. Definitely look at those markets. I mean, get <laughs> I'll keep saying this every podcast. Get multiple books, shop around, get the best lines. Um, you know, I get a lot of uh DMs and, and you know, emails back saying, Hey, where'd you get this line? And you know, mine's a half a point off or a point off and well, I have multiple books. We use, you know, many different lines. Uh the more books you have, the more options you you should have. So um that's about that's about it on that. I'll I'll, uh, I'll wait till next pod. <laughs> yeah. Hey, preach, 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 because you yep. are one hundred percent right. They also have elimination specials, which I think are cool. So you can bet on which team will eliminate a team. So, for example, team to eliminate the Baltimore Ravens. If you want to say the Kansas City Chiefs are going to eliminate the Ravens, that's three to one, right? Obviously, they'd have to meet next week. So you're essentially doing a three-team parlay there. Ravens would have to win this week. Chiefs would have to win this week. Chiefs would have to win next week. So pretty cool stuff there. Uh, team, to, team to eliminate the Baltimore Ravens. The long shot is the Rams, right? So that's effectively saying the Rams are going to beat the Ravens in the Super Bowl. So all kind of various ways to bet these things, uh, which is great. Current numbers wags. NFC Championship to win the conference and go to the Super Bowl. Green Bay plus 125. Saints plus 225. 
Tampa Bay plus 375 and the Rams 9 to 1. Obviously, whichever one of those you wind up taking, or if you want to take anything, it's essentially doing a two team money line parlay on that team. I, sometimes you can get much better numbers just rolling over. If you like the Packers, for example, you bet them on the money line this week, you roll it over, you bet them on the money line next week. Yep. Sometimes you're going to get a better price doing these futures. Always shop around and look at those two there. On the AFC side, Wags, Kansas City minus 121. Buffalo three to one, Baltimore four to one, Cleveland fourteen to one. Um, I know a couple guys that are taking a shot on the Browns. They're just saying, hey, they can't stop anyone on defense. But Baker Mayfield might just outscore people. The Chiefs, they haven't played in three weeks. They haven't covered. They keep winning these close games, playing with fire. And I want to take the Browns. So we shall see. Yeah, I mean, uh, you look you look at what Atlanta did. Um, almost beat Kansas City in that last game, and um, or you know, second to last game of the season was it the last game? I don't even know. Chiefs, it's been so long. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, the Browns are playing good football now, and, and why not? I mean, you take 14-1, to 1, they pull the upset. Uh, you can hedge that bad boy um, in the AFC championship game. Yes, you can. We talked about, uh, you know, one of the props was before the playoffs started, which quarterback will have the most passing yards in the playoffs, right? And obviously it's something that you had to factor in as far as who's going to play the most games because some of these guys – you know, Patrick Mahomes, for example, the maximum number of games that he can play is three, whereas Josh Allen, the maximum number of games that he can play is four. So I think uh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger is leading right now. He had over 500 passing yards, I think. And I'm so, really yeah. glad you brought that up because if you go to the DraftKings and you and you click on the playoff leaders tab and then you click on the most passing yards, so you can, you know, again, bet on which quarterback will have the most passing yards in the playoffs. And I, I don't necessarily think the books should be doing this kind of stuff, but they kept Ben Roethlisberger on the board. Yep. So you can bet on him right now at 250 to one to have the most passing yards in this year's playoffs. So effectively what would have to happen is all the other quarterbacks that are chasing him or that could chase him would have to get hurt yep. and nobody would have to play two games. So yes, that's why he's technically still up there because he is technically leading in most passing yards right now. Don't do it. <laughs> we talked about Josh Allen as a value play last week. Josh Allen right now is leading this market, plus 225. Yeah, he's got a tough, to tough matchup now going against the Ravens, and uh, you know that's a, it's a tight spread. He's got to play the Ravens, and if they win, they get the Chiefs. Um, so it's a tough road for Buffalo. In terms of just fan bases, wouldn't it just be great to see the Bills play the Browns in the AFC title game? <laughs> I mean, talk about fan bases that haven't had a winner in a while. So. Seriously, yeah, no, but uh, we'll see. I mean, the Bills are going to have a really tough one, really, really tough one. Yeah, and a, a potential weather in that one, we shall see. It's a game that I'm going to talk about a little bit later as well. All right, Wags, four games this weekend in the divisional playoff. Rams at Packers, Ravens at Buffalo, Cleveland at the Chiefs, Tampa Bay at New Orleans on Sunday evening. Let's jump into, I think, Obviously, all four are interesting. All four have lots going on, but you know who's playing in the Green Bay game, oh, Mr. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. He's actually co. He's actually going to be guest hosting Jeopardy. I don't know if you saw, if you saw this. So I did. I did see a commercial for that or yeah, some, with, something uh, on the news. Yeah, with Alex Trebek passing, uh, you know, they now have the uh, a handful of guest hosts. Ken Jennings has been doing it, I think, this week, and they're basically trying people out. Not that they're trying Aaron Rodgers out for the permanent job, but he'll be guest hosting Jeopardy. So just something else to uh, for the man to do. So, yeah, Rams at Packers, Wags. Packers currently minus 6.5, total 46. 
The Rams coming in this game, of course, off the outright underdog win last week against Seattle. Uh, they won that game 30-28 to 28 game that we were both on. The Packers, of course, are the one seed. They have the bye. Number one seed Twags, just 9-17 and 17 against the spread, 34% ATS in the divisional round since 2007. If you're into those kind of things, those kind of trends. The Rams, on the other hand, 0-6 ATS in their last six games against the Green Bay Packers. So, look, these trends can be used. You can basically data mine, you know, whatever you want. If there's a trend that you want that will help support the Packers, there's plenty out there. If there's a trend you want that will help support the Rams, there's plenty out there. So take these with a grain of salt. However, that one I found interesting because that's a lot to do with coaching. So coaching, home field, weather, all that kind of stuff. Rams, 0-6 ATS in their last six games against Green Bay. Jared Goff, 0-2 in games under 34 degrees. California boy. Um, I remember him very well against the Bears you know, a year or two ago. Uh, in Chicago, it was 34 degrees. He was playing like it was zero degrees. So uh, on the other side, Green Bay, they have lost four straight games following a bye week in the regular season. So something to consider there with LaFleur. Yes, the playoffs are a different animal. I get it. They won their game last year off the bye in the playoffs, but just something to keep in mind there. The biggest thing for me in this game, Wags, is the injury to, is the, are the injuries to the Rams' top guys. I haven't made a decision on this game yet because I just don't know their status. You have Jared Goff with the thumb. He was a full practice on Tuesday. You have Aaron Donald with the ribs. He didn't practice at all on Tuesday. You have Cooper Cup with a knee, did not practice at all Tuesday. You also have John Wolford with the neck, did not practice on Tuesday. And who knows what the quarterback situation is going to be. So for me, I can't make a decision on this game until all those injuries are there. Make sure you monitor the practice reports. I'll be tweeting out uh, anything that we see there as well. But a lot of intrigue there with the Rams coming into this game, really banged up off last week's game. Yeah, look, the the Rams were are dominant. We we both took them last week. We we know how first off their coaching is great and their defense is even better. Um, their defense just dominates up front, um, and then you got one of the best cornerbacks to match up against any receiver in the NFL. And that's going to be a very key matchup this week. I can't wait to watch it um, as he goes up against um, Adams. So Adams, where? Yeah, Devontae Adams. Devonte Adams. So yeah, I just uh, lost my train of thought there for a second. Um, look, we we saw the Pack- Packers struggle this year against Tampa, um, against a, a very dominant front seven there, um, and, and they got their asses handed to them. They lost, I think, thirty eight ten in that game. Um, so Aaron Donald to me is the big factor here. Is he going to be able to play? And at what you know, is he going to be? 80% is he going to be 100% um, he's someone and look the Rams have other guys up front too it's not just him um, but what he does is he creates double and tr- uh, triple teams for other guys to get freed up so um, if he's not going or if he's going to go and then gets banged up again uh, that's going to be key for, for the Rams um, as far as Goff I think he's going to be fine I mean we saw him play he wasn't as good as I've seen him play, but he was fine. And I think, you know, this extra week for him to kind of recover and practice, I think he'll be good to go. The question is who's going to back him up in case something does happen. And then Cooper cup, obviously, you know, a key receiver, but they do have guys. They got Reynolds back there as well, who can come in and play. It's, you know, who's going to be their fourth receiver, fifth receiver. Um, So uh, I think this is going to be a really, really good game. I think weather is going to be uh, a key factor here against the Rams um, if, if it does come into play. So I will be closely monitoring that, uh, you know, the temperature there in in Green Bay and, uh, you know, it should be a great game. Current 
forecasts, and I'm not a weatherman, I'm simply reading here, cloudy with a high of 33 degrees and a low of 28, which of course could affect the stat that I was giving on Jared Goff, depending on <laughs> what the weather winds up being. Yep, so, absolutely. <laughs> we shall see. Whatever the, whatever the weather it's, closes at. It, it's we'll, going to uh, be cold, we'll man. We'll just say that. It's going to be cold, and there will be yeah. people out there... Uh, <laughs> You know, bundled up. I'm sure. I mean, for me, you you kind of touched on the Aaron Donald thing, Wags. I mean, he there's maybe three defensive players in the entire league that, for me, move the point spread in the NFL. Aaron Donald is literally the number one person on the top of that list. So, if he somehow ruled out, can't go, is limited. Uh, you're you're talking about a full point adjustment, in my opinion, for the Green Bay Packers there. Uh, and look, I mean, the matchup we'll hear all about all week is the Packers offense first in points scored. Versus the Rams defense, first and points allowed. That's obvious. Something has to give there. But the matchup for me that's probably going to fly under the radar and probably going to decide this one is the exact flip of that. The Rams offense versus the Packers defense. The Rams almost certainly going to go into this one, hoping to win the game on the ground. Between Goff's thumb, his struggles in cold weather, the possible cup injury, they're going to want to establish the running game there. Can the Rams get the run game going against this Packers run D that ranks in the middle of the NFL? Not great, not awful, but certainly not great. They've allowed they they are allowing 113 rushing yards per game to their opponents. So the Rams can go in there, get Aaron Donald in there, contain Aaron Rodgers to I'll say under 24 points. They can win this football game if they get the uh, the uh, ground game going there. So we'll yeah, see. No doubt, but, you've seen you know. a- you've seen Acres coming on, and they got guys behind him who who can pound the ball as well. I mean, so. Um, it's going to be a great – I'm telling you, this game is going to be awesome. I can't wait to watch it. Um, you know, I can already see the breath coming out of their mouth uh, yes. in Green Bay. Um, that's that's playoff football to me, and it's going to be a great game to watch. I agree. It'll be fun. And uh, the greatest thing is that after that we have three more throughout the weekend. So just an awesome <laughs> right. weekend. And, you know, many think that prior to Super Wildcard Weekend that the divisional round is really the greatest weekend of sports. I think if the NFL keeps the wild card, the Super Wildcard thing going, that might be – going forward but certainly uh you know on paper the best eight teams left so that's great all right two hundred dollars site credit contest time wags only three more weekends of this left Uh, i'm about to read three questions guys for the sunday night football game between the bucks and the saints the first person to get all three questions correct gets two hundred dollars in site credit to the real mystery you can enter by dming your answers on twitter to either wags or myself or emailing either one of us ACL at TheRealMysteryCL.com or CaptainWags at TheRealMysteryCL.com. If there's more than one winner, whoever gets it in first is... I'm sorry, if there's more than one person that gets it correct, the person that gets it in first wins. So time stamps do count. Get it in early. Question one, Saints minus 3.5 versus Tampa Bay. You taking Saints minus 3.5 or Tampa Bay plus 3.5? Question two, name the player who will score the last touchdown in the game. Question three, Total number of rushing touchdowns for Alvin Kamara. The total number of rushing touchdowns for Alvin Kamara in the football game. 200 bucks in site credit to the winner. Good luck. All right, man. Uh, free play time. Last week we gave out a couple futures, right? I gave out the NBA. Yep. You gave out hockey. Um, right. You want to do the honors. Yeah, and uh, if anybody didn't and uh, missed out on that. Uh, the There's still time. Make sure you go back and listen to last week's pod. Uh, this week, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'm going to take uh, the Baltimore Ravens team total over 23 and a half. Uh, they're going up to Buffalo. Um, you know, there's going to be some weather there, maybe a little snow, a little cold. Um, but the Ravens are built for that, right? They're, they're a ground game, or, uh, and, and they're going to pound the, the rock. 
Um, I, I think that Buffalo's defense is um, you know, susceptible to the run, and, and I think uh, the Ravens are, are going to really go after it, um, and they're going to be able to score on Buffalo. So um, I'm going to take the Ravens. Team total over 23-and-a-half. Good stuff. I am staying for my free play in the exact same football game, Buffalo and Baltimore. Same game. I'm, same game. I am doing a player prop. Lamar Jackson, Wags, you might have heard of him. Lamar Jackson, over 74.5 rushing yards for his player prop. Uh, now, again, we're taping on Wednesday, guys, so these numbers will probably be a little bit different across the board depending on the books. Um, some books open them higher, some books open them lower. But that number, as of Wednesday right now, is up at FanDuel. So that's the number that we're going to go with for the, for the free play here. Lamar Jackson, over 74.5 rushing yards Saturday versus Buffalo. A few things here. First and foremost, the weather. Uh, they are expecting this to be a wind game with winds as high as 25 miles an hour, which should decrease the amount of passes from both teams, increase the amount of rushing attempts. So, look, the Bills' run defense, as you kind of talked about, Wags, not great. Giving up 119 rushing yards per game. Last week they gave up 163 yards on the ground at the Colts, who have a quarterback with zero rushing ability whatsoever in Philip Rivers. If the Bills do wind up getting down in this game, we've seen what the Ravens do to teams on the ground in the second half. They ground and pound them. We continue to see when they, when this you know fully healthy Baltimore team, full complement of their skill position players and O-line, what Lamar Jackson can do. 16 carries last week, 136 yards. 11 carries for 97 the week before. So between the weather, the Bills' run defense, the way the Ravens have been calling these games over the last month, I'm going to take an over here on Lamar Jackson's rushing yards, over 74.5 rushing yards Saturday versus the Buffalo Bills. That's Should awesome. Be awesome. It's what's, what's funny also is this week, uh, just because I was so focused on, on hockey and everything like that, um, ACL and I didn't discuss our free plays, and we happened to be on the same uh, same one and talking about the same things. Uh, how how we th- we both think that Baltimore is going to be able to run on uh, B- Buffalo. So um, let's see how that plays out. Hopefully, uh, we, we're we're both right in that analysis. Hopefully, indeed. Um, yeah, it should be really four great games here. I mean, uh, just on paper, they're just awesome. I you know Brady versus Brady's um, man cannot wait for that one. So. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, so those are a few plays, guys. Again, the hockey package is up. 30 days uh, with Wags. Wags handles the hockey. For those who don't know, Wags is my hockey guy for years before I brought him on. He is the, the, the best hockey guy out there. So if you don't watch hockey, if you mean you know very little about you know players and all that, it doesn't matter. Get the picks, put them in, make money, done. That's that, For me, that's the hockey package. So best in the business, Wags. Can't wait for your hockey stuff. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, and uh, I can't really argue with that either. I mean, our, the the last four or five years, we've uh, you know I've just been on fire, crushing it. You know, things just uh, are working well with. I guess you want to call it a system. Um, I hate that word in handicapping, but um, you know, things things are going well. Everybody's been, uh, you know really really cashing out so uh big things there i can't wait for this season a little different obviously with covid and different divisions and there's a lot of um you know differences uh going on with the season but um yeah really pumped for it uh we'll see what happens and uh you know first card already sent out today we had the future sent out uh hopefully everybody's on if not you know feel free uh, you can go get the packages, shoot us a DM. Uh, we'll get you on board uh, with the NHL package moving forward. Um, and then a, a little bit, I was just thinking about the NFL, um, you know, just the quarterback matchups. You got uh, Lamar Jackson versus Josh Allen. 
You got Brady versus Breeze. You got Mahomes versus Mayfield. You know, all kinds of, you know, you know, Mahomes and Mayfield, maybe not on the same page, but young guys, Allen and Jackson, both rushing guy, rushing quarterbacks. Uh, Brady Breeze on the on the older side. <laughs> then you got Rodgers and Goff. Really, no comparison there. Um, so, but you know, golf was we'll picked number one. <laughs> Got, yeah, I guess that's uh, that's that's something. That's something. Roger should have picked number one. It's funny. I just remember the pictures yeah. of him sitting there in the green room, just mad oh as hell. my god. Yeah, I could. I don't blame man. He came out fired, man. Fired up. He uh, he took that to heart. And, uh, good for him. Yeah, it's really Even an indictment. I don't, always, I don't always agree with his uh, off the field antics. Yes. No, it's really an indictment, though, of Mike McCarthy. The more you see just how he's performed since they got rid of him. And who's, you know, if he had been drafted by the right franchise, I don't say the right franchise, by the right team with the right coaching staff, you know, if, if Aaron Rodgers was playing for Bill Belichick, uh, who knows how many. Oh, Super my Bowl gosh. Titles he'd yeah. Have year, I mean, so. think about all the weapons that they did not surround him with, right? Yep. I mean, they Even got the past year. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. No, exactly. I mean, Scantling, Valdez Scantling. I mean, like, guys Dropping got speed, right. but yeah, but I mean, there, there's just so much more they could have done. All right, guys, the website's therealmrcl.com. Anything else, Wag, before we get out of here? No, NFL, NHL, college basketball, NBA, golf. We got it all. Uh, you know, make sure you sign up. Keep listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, five stars across the board. If you if you do rate us on the pod, uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying it and. Uh, Look forward to uh, talking to everybody next week. Well said. All right. For WAGS, I am ACL. We will talk to you guys same time next week. Good luck on all your plays.